Welcome to part two of this exclusive free training sessions for my Money Tips podcast followers. Some of you have been following me for two, three hundred episodes and I've, I've recorded over 300 episodes. So this course is about mastering your money the smart way without working any harder. That's SMART, S-M-A-R-T. I take you through the S and the M and the A as we go through the course. Now, lesson two today is about spending wisely and avoiding consumer debt. Now, this is very important. I give you loads and loads of tips on how to start saving money right now and possibly save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of pounds a year. So listen carefully and take lots of notes. Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to part two of the course, Mastering Your Money the Smart Way Without Working Any Harder. Now, lesson two today is about spending wisely and avoiding consumer debt. And in this module, we're going to learn how to spend wisely and avoid that, that destructive consumer debt that brings so many people down. Now, some people might say, uh, spend less than you earn. I prefer the phrase, earn more than you spend. It sounds a bit more positive rather than saying, well, I've got to spend less than I earn. I've, I've got to live within my means. Yes, you've got to live within your means, of course. But, you know, if you want to expand your means, then earn more money. You know, if you want to have a luxury lifestyle, then you need a luxury income. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be doing it the other way around where you have, I, I would say, uh, beer money, but champagne tastes. So your taste is for champagne, but you can only afford beer because that's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for bankruptcy. And quite frankly, it's a recipe for misery and unfulfillment. So just think about that, you know, when you, when you spend. And, you know, if you, if you look at the, 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 the millionaires that I know and, and some of the multimillionaires, they tend to spend quite wisely. They, they tend to, to be a little bit frugal some people might say, oh, he's tight. He's got all that money. He doesn't buy a drink for anybody. You know, but they, they live carefully. They spend wisely. They buy good stuff, but they keep it for years. They, they will have a nice car, but they're not changing their car every six months. And, and they tend to, yeah, they, they live within their means, but they're, they're not misers. There's always been frugal and, and being a, a miser and, and keeping all your money and then, you know, going around with dirty old clothes and, and living in a cold house because you don't want to put the heating on. That, that's miserly uh, living. They're not like that. They, they will have a good lifestyle for them and their family. They will give their children everything they need, good education and all those sorts of things. But they, they don't go throwing their money around. And, and this, is, this was confirmed in the, in the book uh, and study Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Yes, I've done some study on this. I didn't just make this up. Um, and, and, and we know that, you know, that the millionaire next door is not the, the person you might think. They could be a millionaire living next door to you, but they don't go around throwing their money around. They, they, they don't necessarily buy expensive brands. If they go out, they can almost be considered a cheap date. They, their hobbies might be going for a walk or going to that local restaurant where they're treated nicely rather than, you know, those exclusive places in town where, 
you know, they, they almost intimidate you and make you feel like they're doing a favor just to have you in there, you know, just to let you in. Oh, well, we might have a table for you here. I'll, I'll have a look in the book. And you can see they've got plenty of tables. You know, you know those sort of places and then they overcharge for everything. But the, the, the millionaires next door are, are careful with the money. The people I know that are multimillionaires are, are, are fairly careful with their money. They buy good stuff. They keep it. They don't use credit cards and expensive consumer debt to, uh, you know, to go out and buy consumer things that, that go down in, in value. I'm not saying using credit cards is wrong. Um, there is a purpose for credit cards as long as you keep them under control, preferably pay them off every month. I, I knew a guy once that bought a whole flat with, with three credit cards. This is years and years ago when you could buy a flat in London for 30 or thousand, but it was in a, a horrible tower block, uh, ex-council tower block in Poplar. And at that time, you know, they, they weren't really saleable. They weren't really mortgageable. So he bought it on a credit card. Now, I don't know how he refinanced at the end, but that flat today is probably worth £500,000 that he bought for £30,000 uh, back in the 90s, I think. Well, you know, that he's buying, he's using this credit card to buy an asset. Lots of people use a credit card maybe to, to fund a deposit and then they refinance it out later on. But to buy, to use a credit card uh, to, to, to buy uh, just stuff that you want to go out and spend on is crazy because those things are almost worthless once you take them out of the shop. And the other thing you've got to look at is keeping up with the Joneses. This this syndrome, you've heard of that, keeping up with the Joneses. Like, in other words, the Joneses are the people next door. You see them buy a new car, so you think, I have to buy a new car. You see someone in a, in a new suit or new clothes, you think, I have to do that. You know, that's very destructive. And it it's it mentally... You've got to look at this in an, in an emotionally intelligent way. Use emotional intelligence to to realize why you're doing these things. Why are you, uh, you know, following a destructive habit? What makes you reach for that drink or reach for that cigarette? What makes you stressed out and shout at the kids? Um, and, and in the same way with money, what makes you just run out and say, I've got to go shopping? I mean, they were almost, they've made a name for it, haven't they? Retail therapy. What a lot of rubbish. You know, the fact that I, I can only feel good if I go out and spend money. And, and it's very sad to see, you know, I've seen people at the end of their life leaving behind clothes that they've never worn, you know, full of their closets are full of stuff that they've never worn. Even my dad was the same, you know, um, stuff that he just never even got to wear. And and it's, it's crazy to live like that. So so do watch that that syndrome of keeping up with the Joneses and, and realize why you're doing it, because it can only lead to to misery. You know, if you compare yourself with somebody else, you're always going to fall short somewhere along the line. So so just avoid that and and, and think about that. So, so look at this. Think about this. Annual income, £20. Annual expenditure, 19 and 6. This is an old money. Result, happiness. Annual income, £20. Annual expenditure, £20 and 6. Result, misery. So in other words, if your annual income is £20 and you spend a little bit less than that, fine. If your annual income is £20 and you spend more than that, then the result is misery. Now that's Charles Dickens. It goes back to you know hundreds of years ago in, in his book David Copperfield. So spending wisely means living with living within a budget, uh, buying things you really need, not indiscriminately just shopping for what you you want. Uh, okay. For instance, your basic necessities are things like food, utilities, a roof over your head. Uh, but but do you really need Netflix? Do you really need Sky Sports and that sort of thing? No. So if if you can't. If it's not affordable at the moment within your means, then either, you know, increase your income to be able to afford it or cut it out for the time being. But, you know, and, and I've worked in banks and insurance companies. I've, I've been a financial advisor before. So I've seen people 
who will, you know, go out and, and spend on stuff. They've always got cigarettes. They've always got drinks. They've always got this. But, you know, they're behind with their mortgage or they're behind with their rent. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That That is absolutely balmy. And I told you the story about being in the bank where the bank have to employ a team of people in those days just to phone people up and say, you've spent more than you've earned this month. You know, your account is overdrawn again, and therefore we're going to have to charge you £25. And there was a lot of bad publicity in the press about this, and the bank's not even allowed to do it now. Uh, but I thought to myself, well, you know, looking at it on the inside, they're having to employ people just to talk to people that just cannot manage their money month after month after month. So they've got to fund that somehow. Um, and, and I remember being, you know, when I, when I was young, I was a bit of a spender myself. And when I just uh, finished education, I was out and I was spending money and, and I was going overdrawn. And, and people say, oh, don't worry about it. You can go overdrawn. The bank don't care. But one day the bank called me, manager called me in and said, look, you know, you've got to get your account in order here, Charles. And um, now what, what, what can we do about this? And he started going through a little budget. He said, well, could you, instead of buying lunch, could you, uh, you know, bring in some sandwiches to work? And, and he went through everything like this. And I, I I didn't appreciate the time, but it was actually a very good lesson for me. And so just, just you've got to live within a budget. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to give you some tips on that a little bit later. But look, consumer debt, borrowing money at 18% to buy consumer goods is dumb. Warren Buffett. Quite right, Warren. Uh, the legendary investor, one of the greatest investors in the world says, you know, um, you just cannot do that. You know, you, you just, it, it is crazy. And in fact, he owns banks and credit card companies. In fact, he tells a story at one of his uh, shareholder meetings where a friend of his approached him and said, look, I've inherited some money. I need some advice on investment. And he said to her, well, you know, I'm not your financial advisor, but, uh, you know, have you got any uh, debts? Have you got any consumer debt? And she said, yeah, I've got debts. I think her debts were costing her 15 or 16 percent per annum. And he said, well, I can't promise to make you 16 percent per annum in my fund. I'm not going to be able to produce those sort of returns year after year. So you'd be better off to pay off that debt first and then then talk about what you're going to do to invest your money. So in other words, he would expect if you bought his shares, he might expect a, a five, six, seven percent annual growth, maybe. Um, and, and she was paying 16 percent on the on the on the credit cards and debt. So he suggested that she pay that off first. And, you know, he said here that you can't go through life borrowing money at those kind of rates and be better off, you know. In other words, if you keep doing that all these years, you're going to be worse off. You'll spend your life really making the banks and credit card companies richer and and you will be poorer. Right. So just just look at that. Right. Um, Look at your your debts when you've got some money. uh, Look at what you're paying on your credit cards as opposed to what you're earning on your your deposit account with the bank, which might be, you know, a tenth of one percent at the moment. Yet, you know, they're paying you a ten percent, tenth of one percent. 0.1%, 0.1%, but they're lending this money out at many, many, many times that on, on credit cards and, and also mortgages as well. Uh, so so just look at that. And, and, and this is why the banks have got the biggest buildings in all the cities. And, you know, and, and they're, they're, this is why they continue to, to, to prosper through good times and bads, through recessions, wars, you name it. Now, you should still keep some money aside for a rainy day, uh, but try and pay down those the expensive debt and keep some cash in the bank, but but not not all of it. It's no point in having uh, ten. Let's look at a silly example: ten thousand pound in in a bank deposit account earning less than one percent, and on the other side you've got ten thousand pounds of credit card debt where you're paying sixteen, eighteen, maybe even twenty percent. 
Now, how much are you paying on your credit card bill every month? I'm assuming, I'm talking to people who've got credit cards, right? Chances are you're paying the minimum amount required because you tick a box and they just collect a minimum amount. It's easily affordable. It, it's probably something like 2% of the, the, the balance. Uh, but did you know that paying the minimum um, payment on your credit card will take between 10 and 20 years to clear the debt, depending on the interest rate, of course. So if you just carried on like that, didn't spend any more, that balance would be there for 10, maybe 15, 20 years. It's incredible, isn't it? And this practice is highly profitable for the credit card companies. Um, and, and UK card companies are required to warn consumers that, you know, the cost of paying this minimum amount and what, what it will result in. In fact, when I first had a credit card, I think the minimum payment was 5%, not 2 or 3%. And, and that's because they, they were a bit more responsible in those days. But now it's just gone crazy. They're just throwing money at you. You know, they give you credit limits you probably shouldn't have. And then when you reach them, they actually increase them. So it, it is actually crazy. So consider this then. Look at your credit card statement. How much interest are you paying on those credit cards? Um, how do you use your credit cards? This comes back to emotional intelligence. Why are you spending this money? Look at the mindset of why you are going out and, and blowing money indiscriminately. Just look at that. Look at why you think you can't save. Does it go back to maybe... You know, this is what I look at with my coaching clients. You know, think about what, what was your childhood like? You know, were you deprived of money? Um, does it go back to thinking that, well, if I save money, I'm putting it in that that box, that piggy bank over there, and I don't see it. I can't buy sweets with that money. So it's, it's like depriving yourself of money, whereas you should be thinking that saving money is paying yourself first. It's actually, you know, giving you something. It's giving you something. It's not depriving you something. It's not taking something away. It's giving you something. And... You know, if you had that habit of just saving five to 10 percent of your salary every month, that would make a huge difference in your life over the years. If you just put that into even a simple index fund, I'm not advising you to go in an index fund. But if you put it into an index fund on the S&P 500 or the FT 100 index, you know, that money would accumulate over years. Even just saving a percentage, that's a good habit to have. But a bad habit to have is is just not saving, spending not, not worrying about it. So, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pay that off one day. But you could find your whole life uh, been, been just in debt all of your life. Then look at um, how much do you pay off each month? Could you increase the amount you pay off uh, just by a little bit? Could you make lump sum payments? Um, you know, and if you, if you, and look at this, right? If you were having to just pay for that gadget or the item of clothing and you had to pay for that in cash, from your bank account, would you still buy it? Like, would you buy it if you had to use your debit card, which comes straight out of your bank, as opposed to your credit card, which you think, well, that's that's tomorrow. I can pay that off another time. It, it really doesn't feel the same, does it? When you buy with your credit card, it's not as painful, is it? You're not parting with the money. It just seems so much easier to get your credit card out. Uh, so, so do think about that. Albert Einstein once said that compound interest is one of the most powerful forces on earth. So using compound interest to your advantage is saving, investing, putting your money into into an index fund, uh, whatever, whatever. It's a pension fund, a mutual fund, a property. That that's that's using compound interest over those years, and that will make you rich. But used against you, compound interest in borrowing will make you poor and will make somebody else rich, right? And an annual interest rate um, of of eighteen percent, for instance. How long would it take? for your debt or investment to double. And this is called the rule of 72. The rule of 72 is a simple way to determine approximately how long an investment would take to double given a fixed 
rate of interest. Simply by dividing 72 by the annual rate of return or rate of interest, you can roughly estimate how many years it would take for the initial investment to double. So at 18%, if you divide at 72 by 18, it's four years. So if you if you had an investment that was earning 18%, it would double every four years. Uh, but if you had a debt worth 18% and you, you were just paying off the minimum, never clearing that debt, it would double every four years as well. So in other words, the rule of 72, um, I mean, take an interest rate of 7%, it would take 7.2 years before that, that investment would double. Just Google it, rule of 72. So you can see how powerful this, this uh, compound interest is when applied to debt. And, and the average mortgage holder will pay, you know, over half a million pounds of interest in their lifetime. And, and look at this when you, you get a mortgage offer. Look at how much you will pay it during the lifetime of the mortgage. You might think, well, I'm borrowing 200,000. But look how much you're actually paying back. And even at low interest rates, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of pounds more over those years. That's why a lot of people like to clear their mortgages early. So just to think about compound interest and how it can work for you. If you're young, um, you know, just saving into a, an index fund, a mutual fund, a pension fund, and at, at, at even a reasonable rate of return can, can amount to, to, to millions of pounds by the time you retire. But if you leave it until you're 50 or 60, you know, that's a real uphill climb. It, it's not the same effect. It will never accumulate to the same effect as, as if you had started when you're 20. So, um, look, another way to look at it, if you're not earning enough and, you know, your, um, your, your lifestyle is not satisfactory on your income, then consider about ways you could earn a little bit extra money. Could you change your money habits? Could you just earn a bit of money on the side? Could you have a little side hustle? Could you get a new job? Right? Because it's not about, uh, it's not just about how, how you manage your money, but it's, it's also about how much how you, how much you earn. You know, if you're clearly in that minimum wage job and you're going to be in that minimum wage job for life, you're probably never going to get ahead that far. So you've got to think about that. Do you need more education? Do you need to, to rethink your life? Do you need to, to do something else? Have a side hustle, start a business. So look, the first step to becoming a smart money manager is really to get a grip of your spending, to spend wisely, to avoid that consumer debt. Um, by taking this step alone, you will really... Uh, make a huge difference in your life and you'll see a dramatic improvement in your your financial your emotional well-being your, your happiness right so look the action steps today think about how, how you spend your money start making a list of your income and expenditure using your bank credit card statements uh, and, and including all the standing orders and direct debits which are your fixed cost every month or use a notebook use a spreadsheet smartphone app to keep a track of this this spending and list your, your expenditure into two categories, fixed and variable, just like a business, right? Think of yourself as a business. In, in a business, you have your fixed cost, your, your rent, your, your mortgage, your staff cost. Now, in your case, it would be your rent, mortgage, food shopping, utilities, energy, regular bills, any uh, membership, subscription payments, uh, direct debits, standing orders, right? Those are your fixed costs, right? You can look at those, get a list of those. You might find that you're paying for something you no longer use or no longer need. You might be paying for some subscription you signed up to three years ago. Uh, and, and even I've found this on a credit card. It's not so easy to tra track down. I think, well, you know, I've, I've signed up for this. I don't even need it anymore. It's a membership site, you know. So look at that. You might be able to save yourself instantly £100 a month or $100 a month. Then look at your, the section two is then your variable expenditure, which can include clothing, coffee, drinks, treats, meals out, takeaways, 
um, any repairs, um, you know, any stuff that you indiscriminately buy. Now, you've got to have some contingency money for things like repairs. You know, you know that sometime that washing machine that is going to break down or give up the ghost. You know, you need some money put aside for that. Don't be like, you know, these ads on TV where you see a woman coming out of her house with kids and, and they said, mum, my shirt's dirty. He said, I know, but the washing machine hasn't been fixed yet. I haven't got the money to, to pay for it. And then this bubble appears and it says, I can help you with that with my flexible loan. And, you know, she's oh great. And then the kids, the next day, the kids are all in their new clothes and everybody's happy. But really, she's taken out a flexible loan. It's fast credit, but really it's fast debt. That loan could, could be costing her 40% per annum. Now, the, the loan company will say, oh, no, it doesn't cost 40% per annum because it's a temporary loan that will be paid off in three years. But if it was rolled forward for a year, it could be 40, 50, 60%. Some of these loans are hundreds and thousands of percent. So just be careful. Always have a contingency fund and you know, just make sure you're not going to get caught short and have to, to resort to payday lending and, and all these sorts of things that will really cost you a fortune in the long run. So uh, always think that you're, you're going to, in, in, in a year, you're going to have a certain amount of repairs to carry out, breakdowns, car repairs, car servicing, just budget for that, right? Uh, but the indiscriminate things like the coffee, drinks, treats, you know, you've got to look at where you can maybe, uh, you know, rationalize those, where you can maybe cut back if you're already going overdrawn every month. So if you're running short of money, think about how you can make savings. Uh, there are many ways you can make savings from switching utility providers to finding a better loan or mortgage deal. Switching mortgage deals has saved me personally tens and tens of thousands of pounds just by making a couple of phone calls and, and switching a mortgage deal. Tens of thousands of pounds, honestly. Um, and you know, here, here are a few other things. Cook your own meals, right? Um, cut back on eating these uh, takeaway meals and and um, you know they're not really uh, healthy um, if you say you haven't got time to cook a meal think about preparing your food on a Saturday or a Sunday for the whole week and then either freeze it or if it's stuff that you can leave in the fridge so that when you come home you can just get in heat it up and it's done but it's it's home cooked food uh, rather than buying these stuff you know these boxes of stuff that you can put in the microwave they're not only expensive they're not healthy they're full of fat and chemicals you know, don't do it. You, when I, when I, I, I've been through this, I know when I eat like that, you soon find your waist expanding, but your pocket contracting. And, you know, these meals are hugely expensive, like four pounds for a, a meal that if you bought the ingredients together, you could probably get for a pound, you know, or a dollar. So prepare proper meals using fresh ingredients instead of buying all these uh, ready made meals and microwave and ready prepared stuff. Even look at salads, right? If you get a salad in the bag that's prepared, it's probably five times the cost of buying the individual bits of salad and chopping them up yourselves. If you buy meat that's been chopped up and filleted, like fillets of chicken, they are, you know, maybe three or four times expensive as just buying a whole chicken, right? So, I mean, I know these things sound small, but they can make a huge difference, especially if you've got a family. You know, there's a program on TV here that shows families how to cook meals. And sometimes they can save you know, 80, 100 pounds a month or even more, 50 pounds a week, just by readjusting the way they buy things. Maybe by, you know, buying uh, non-branded stuff instead of branded stuff. OK, <clears throat> so these are fairly simple things. But think about this. Cook your meals. If you can't do it every day, prepare it on the Sunday so that you've got you've got those meals ahead of time. Drink less alcohol. 
how often do you go out to pubs and bars? Um, how much can you spend on a night out? Think about how much that, that money could be saved in, in your your individual savings account, your ISA, your pension, your index fund. You know, yeah, have a, you know, I'm not saying not, not in, never enjoy your life, you know, but you can, you can cut back on things. Believe me, you know, coffees, coffees are hugely expensive now. You know, before Starbucks, coffees were like a pound or a dollar, you know, since Starbucks coming, it's two, three, five dollars for a coffee. Imagine if you're spending five dollars a day, five pounds a week, a day or five dollars, you know, every day you go to work, that's 25 pounds or 25 dollars a, a, a week or roughly a hundred pounds, a hundred dollars a month, 1200 a year, 12,000 over 10 years, right? You know, and that's not including the price rises. You know, over, over a lifetime, you might spend 50, 60 or 100,000 pounds or dollars on coffees, right? I'm not saying never have a coffee, but think about this. You know, could you, could you bring in your coffee to work and, and, and make your own coffee, right? You know, do, you, do you really need to go to Starbucks every day? Right, save a fortune on credit cards. This is uh, by switching to lower rates of interest or, or interest rate, interest-free deals, which can, uh, you know, help you manage your, your money a little bit better. So if, you're, if you've got, say, £10,000 on one card, it's, you're struggling, maybe switch it to an interest-free deal. You can transfer the balance over and then try and use the saving you're making on the interest to pay the balance off, not spend more money on the other card again, right? You, you, you don't use the other card anymore. You then try and pay off that £10,000 balance. Now, if you can't find that, you can also Google card deals and maybe just switch to a lower rate of interest that's, that's, that's just more manageable. Some of the cards are just a complete ripoff, frankly. And only use cards when necessary. Try and clear the balance in full every month to avoid interest charges. This is what the smart people do. When I used to see people as a financial advisor, I say, have you got any credit cards? Yes. And how do you use them? I pay them off every month. I might go out and buy a flight or I might use it for for something to, to, to buy, a, you know, a train journey, but then I pay that off. So when they get the bill in, they pay it off, no interest rates charged. The banks hate those sort of people. They like people who keep a balance and, and pay them lots of interest rates. Another tip here is review your insurance every year. Insurance companies make it easy for you now to auto renew, right? You don't have to do anything. Just leave it to us and we'll renew your car insurance, your home insurance, and everything will be really nice. And, and by the way, we're just putting it up by a little £50 uh, this year. They just give it a little rise, a little increase every year, just so that you don't go, oh my God, you know. So they just chip away at you and put it up each year. Now, car insurance in the last couple of years should have gone down because people are driving less. So I rang up the company and said, you know, why the hell is it going up? And, and they said, all right, okay, okay. Uh, just to keep me, because I've been with them a few years, they actually reduced it. And I could have gone through switching it to someone else. But to be honest, I got a reduction I, I wasn't I wasn't that bothered. But if you shop around, you know, and, and look on these these comparison websites, you can save a fortune just on renewing your insurance and not staying with one company. Loyalty does not pay anymore. It doesn't pay to stay with one company forever unless you've got some particular problem. And, you know, you don't want to switch because of that problem. Um, you know, then that's that's a different matter. Like if you've got a health insurance policy and you've already had self several claims, then that's not the time to switch company. But if it's a simple car insurance or a simple home insurance, you've had never had a claim, you've got no problem. Loyalty does not pay, believe me. Switch, look around because they 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 always 
give new customers a better deal than existing customers. They screw existing customers and, and well, oh, new customers, come in. We'll give you discounts. We'll give you deals. We'll give you cashbacks. We'll give you this Marks and Spencer's voucher. So just, just look at that. Renew these things. And renew, another thing is to renew uh, your mobile phone contract and utility providers. I put mobile phone in with utility like telephone, uh, gas, electricity. Now, this can really save you a lot of money. Hundreds, if if not thousands of, of what I've given you here just now uh, by, by switching your credit card, switching your insurance and, and, and switching your utilities can save you hundreds, if not thousands of pounds a year. So over the over many years, over decades, that will be tens of thousands of pounds. Don't sit down and just say, I'm staying with that company forever. Look for deals. At very least, call your provider and say, look, I'm about to switch. What can you do for me? They will do something for you. So just get on the phone. You know, you, you go out to work for every day for, for a week to earn a few hundred pounds. You could just make a phone call and save hundreds of pounds. So, so it's a no brainer to me. So why not go and do it? But people don't do it. You know, millions of people just stay with the same provider. They stay with the same mortgage company paying. When, you know, when I was a financial advisor, why are you with this mortgage company? They're charging you a higher interest rate than you should be paying. You know, we can get you a better deal here that could save you thousands of pounds. You know what some people say? Oh, no, I'm happy with the nationwide. I'd rather stay with them. We, when I was in the bank, we had people who were in an old account that was earning almost nothing. And we say to them, look, you've got 50,000 pounds in that account. Why don't you switch it to this account over here and you can double or treble your interest rates? So, no, I'm happy with that account. You know, you can't win with them. And that's another thing banks do. They churn accounts, right? They, 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 they make some accounts obsolete. It's a bit like um, offering a cheap insurance deal. Uh, and then jacking up the prices year by year uh, in, in coming years or offering a cheap deal on a mobile phone. But then next year, it's going to be higher with with the, the banks and what they do with their deposit accounts and their ISA accounts. They do that in reverse. They offer you a higher interest rate now, but that then lower it over the coming years. So you've got to be watchful of that and start thinking about, well, I'm going to switch that to another account. Sometimes you can just do that with with the bank itself you can say look this account's obviously become obsolete and say oh yeah well you know we know why they do it you know it's it's to to save money to make money but don't worry about that so look your expenditure list will immediately help you identify the obvious targets for cutting back and and now banks give very detailed expenditure um, on apps now you can even see as you've spent the money what what it's gone on so look at the, the the things that you can cut back on look at those recurring payments and 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 start living a life where you control your life you control your money that's that's controlling your life that leads to happiness and contentment and it will lead to you becoming richer not poorer right so i'm not saying don't have any fun don't be a, a recluse or a miser you can still enjoy your life more but you can live debt free within your budget save for the things you really want and buy the things good things that you keep for years and increase your income when you want more. This is what the royal family do. It's well known that Prince Charles has the same pair of riding boots for 30 years. He gets them repaired. He buys a good pair of leather boots and just keeps repairing them. He doesn't go out and buy stuff in Primark every month. And that's a joke, Prince Charles, if you're listening, by the way. So look, you don't have to follow the, the crowd. You don't have to follow the, I want it now. Give it to me now. I can't wait. I want to be a superstar. I want to be an influencer. I want to be a millionaire right now. You, know, you don't have to follow that, okay? Just have your emotional intelligence. Look at why you do things, why you, you overspend, why you 
follow that bad destructive habit look at that and and start following the tips i've given you in this this broadcast and in this course and you know thanks for listening congratulations on completing this module in the next module we'll cover the steps on managing your money and respecting your money and we're looking really at your, your mindset there and look if you'd like to learn more about how to become financially free without working any harder and you know avoid spending your life exchanging your time for money watch the the free on-demand training that i'm going to put a link to at the bottom there and learn how to become financially free without working any harder and as a thank you, I'll give you a special gift which can help you transform your finances when you attend that online training. If you've enjoyed this, please share this with your, your friends. Uh, follow me on, uh, on social media and, and click the like button so that you can help me spread this out further on, on all the social media channels. So thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next module. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 